Hello and happy holidays from The Hill is Always Greener, a show where four friends cozy up near the near the fire, drink some hot cocoa, and just feel the, the wonderful holiday spirit as we dive into the Christmassy holiday goodness of Sonic the Hedgehog. What do you say, guys? <laughs> I'm excited now <laughs> because yeah, of that intro. Well, I've got the spirit inside me. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Jake. I, w- I wasn't feeling festive until now for reasons. Um, <laughs> I know. Let's not completely pull the curtain back like we usually do. <laughs> the weather outside is frightful. Yes, it's in a whole different <laughs> that, That's not in dispute. <laughs> but my friends are so delightful. Oh. Aww. Aww. <laughs> when are they getting here? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, as I said in the intro, today is our holiday Christmas Sonic uh, episode of The Hill is Always Greener, and we're going to have some fun talking about some animated uh, Christmas specials from the Sonic Animated Library. Uh, and our first one on the docket for today is Sonic Christmas Blast, which came out, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, came out around 1996. Am I correct in this? November 24th, 1996. All right. Like... Just over a week short of three full years after the final episode of Adventures aired. Wow. And it was my birthday, too. Oh! <laughs> but I did not know this existed back then. I mean, it's it was definitely... It felt like, from my understanding, it came together very, very quickly. Uh, specifically, it was originally named an extremely Sonic Christmas and was meant to tie in with Sonic Extreme, which was supposed to be the big holiday game for that year. But Sonic Extreme has a saga all its own, but needless to say... <laughs> Might be too Nebraska. sad for an episode of this show. <laughs> Time to cue our old friend Jonathan Frakes for this particular segment, because... It never happened. <laughs> <laughs> the, only, the only blue Christmas I want to have is one filled with Sonic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Take a hike, Elvis. <laughs> yeah. But basically, when Extreme got cancelled, they switched the title to promote the Sonic 3D Blast release instead, which, you know, I feel like they, even though they switched the title, there's still a lot of references to Extreme and Extreme Things, Extreme Sports and all that stuff, so it's... Yeah, I I noticed, um, uh, you know, the, the... The closing bit of the episode, Sonic is racing around the Earth recovering presents. And yeah, he's snowboarding, he's uh, BMX biking, he's doing other stuff. And it reminded me of some of the, uh, I think most of them were canceled, so it was just prototypes. But like stickers and art that were supposed to tie in with Sonic Extreme. The the black backgrounds with like the neon lines that was just Sonic doing lots of extreme sports. That's cool. And um, it, yeah, I was just... Uh, you know, thought, man, this really was supposed to tie in with Sonic Extreme. That that kind of surprised me because I thought like the only connection was the fact that he does extreme things, and that's the title of the game. <laughs> because I, I did, there's very little in here that has in common with Sonic Extreme, as far as I know. Not that we know a whole lot. No Tiara Bubowski in this one. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel I feel like that just all of the extreme activities or whatever was a pretty common way of them advertising the game back when it was coming out because they also had you know the sonic extreme book where it's like you know sonic doing extreme skateboard and snowboard tricks and everything 
Yeah, yeah. I think there was even, um, God, what is it? Australia, uh, you know, mega fans of Sad AM and Adventures of Sonic actually got some, like, stickers of that art released officially, as opposed to everything that, um, you know, like, never saw the light of day. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm just looking at the, you just brought up the article for the Sonic Extreme book, and uh, uh, the blurb here, the synopsis is, Bunny Robot is in danger, immediately invested. This sounds great. <laughs> that's a way to get uh, a certain subset of the sonic fandom interested is uh make it about bunny well yeah i think this this was a michael tatelbaum book like the uh what was it robotnik's revenge which also like retells the story of how bunny got roboticized and you know now that i'm thinking about it i bet michael tatelbaum is also a uh a non de plume or pseudonym just like um the uh he and martin adams probably hang out a lot uh, yeah <laughs> yes yes that's what i was trying to pull thank you <laughs> <laughs> to get back to christmas blast uh the episode was written by reed shelley and bruce shelley who were the developers and showrunners on adventures and they also developed uh the super mario brothers super show and the mario 3 cartoon and were oh, story editors wow. on the cops cartoon and one season of captain planet so big time wow Deke collaborators <laughs> yep yeah, I th- I thought I recognized their their names, but yeah, it was, probably was the the Mario connection. I do. Yeah. It is interesting. You already mentioned that this was years after the the last uh you know official episode of Adventures, and this is definitely an Adventures episode because you've got uh, John Baldry, Robotnik, Scratch and Grounder. But there are some weird differences, like Sonic and Tails' models um, designs seem to have been, I don't know if updated is the right word, because they're just different, because their colors are a little lighter, Sonic doesn't have that, like, uh, Vaseline all over him that he sometimes looks like (laughs) in Adventures. Um, their their colors are a little lighter, and I noticed he does have the the mohawk. But then there are several uh views, like um three quarter or like rear views, where like he has his uh like three dimensional six quills look. Yeah, I wonder if that is not a side effect of oh Sonic, uh you know 3D Blast came out and kind of like STC. They were like oh this is what Sonic looks like from those angles now. Oh no, Sonic's yeah. been ruined. We can see him in three dimensions. Uh, uh, <laughs> he does kind of remind me a little bit of like some of those really old Sonic plushes with like multiple spikes, but they're all flat. I've got one of those at home. Oh um, yeah, oh, I'm man. I'm looking at those. mine right up on my uh, desk. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. Like they, it, they just didn't know how to do it, <laughs> so they 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 came up with whatever whatever worked best. The other thing I noticed, um, aside from the <laughs> sticking out like a sore thumb pink Sally Acorn, is Tails has a different uh, actor for this one episode. And I think it was just because his actor from Adventures had aged out of the role. Yeah, like, it's it's mostly the same cast. You know, we've got Jaleel White back, Baldry, Phil Hayes, Gary Chalk, but... We've got a few uh, cast members specifically for this episode. Uh, as you mentioned, Chris Turner is the new voice of Tails, who played young Terry Bogard in the Fatal Fury OVA oh, and wow. Yuli in Woolen Warriors. Looking up his IMDb, it looked like he mostly worked until around 1998, then left the business, aside from like showing up as an extra on Psych sometime in like 2010. The like little boy that kept meeting up with Sonic and Tails uh, is... 
Eric Pospisil, I believe is pronounced. Mm. Uh, he's another child actor. Not a whole lot of major roles from what I can see, but I see like episodes of The Lone Gunman and the RoboCop Alpha Commando cartoon in there. Uh, <laughs> there's a couple different extras, like The Bird, uh, The Elf. I'm pretty sure Sally's Gas were all voiced by uh, Paulina Cajillis, who, who you might recognize more by the name Tabitha St. Germain. Hey. Has, you know, yep. a list of credits as long as your arm, but the big one is, of course, Rarity on My Little Pony. And uh, Santa is an interesting one. That's uh, Jay Brazeau, a longtime Canadian actor, still working today. Uh, he was on stuff, a lot of stuff like uh, Stargate SG-1, Sabrina the Animated Series, ton of other stuff. Oh, wow. Uh, he was Spelunk the Mole in the second episode of Adventures and a couple other <laughs> characters. Uh, he even went on to play Santa again a few other projects like that Noel movie that was on Disney Plus a few years ago. Uh. Uh, but what I didn't know until doing research was that he is actually an actor of monumental importance. His influence cannot be overstated. I would even <laughs> go so far as to call him royalty in the business because he was the one who uttered the 11 greatest and most culturally significant words in all of cinematic history. He's right. Ain't no rules that the dog can't play basketball. Oh, my, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> From the original Air Bud. Dude. Wow. Hot damn. Not just the original. He w- he played like a referee in four Air Bud movies. Oh, man. Wow. That is, that is something else. <laughs> Dude. Oh. <laughs> I know I, you've already mentioned it, but yes, the the weird thing that makes this stand out is that, yeah, it's Sally Acorn is also in this special, except she has no dialogue, which just leads me to believe that uh, not only did this thing used to be tied to Sonic Extreme, but there was some other, you know, a, a, a much bigger role for Sally that they had to cut around because it is this this special is very cute it is so weird whenever sally shows up because she just stands there either with her mouth agape <laughs> and sonic interrupts her or you know oh it's very silly like what i i would, <laughs> yeah. I would kill to know the the true uh, complete oral history of this special <laughs> you can see it cutting away like on occasion like just as she's about to say something yeah oh yeah i i have to think that there is like three or four extra minutes of footage that is just cut because like looking at the YouTube time codes, you can watch this legally on YouTube, but it's only 20 minutes instead of 22. So I got to think something got left on the cutting room floor. Yeah. Yeah. Plus a lot of the transitions and shots are just, framed really weirdly like there's something missing that should be there oh there's lots of really stretched and exaggerated like oh this shot just went to slow motion so the transition can spin away (laughs) so we can cut out again probably a sally line but (laughs) oh man maybe the creators of satyam were like you are not letting sally say that dialogue (laughs) 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 oh who knows it is funny for me because uh, it reminds me of that brief period of time in Dragon Ball Z abridged when Yamcha didn't have a voice and they would cut, and then someone would interrupt him every time he would just <laughs> inhale to breathe. Until eventually some other voice came out and it was terrible. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't get it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, jumping into the special, like I did notice that uh, they changed the melody of the opening theme. Like It was always just a slightly off version of the Sonic 1 title theme mixed with, you know, Hall of the Mountain King, Fly the Bumblebee, but they changed it even more for this special. Like, the 
uh, melody is completely different, which I got to think that even with the little subtle changes they made, it was still too close. And they're like, well, we need to adjust it even further so we don't get sued or whatever. This was 1996. The internet was getting bigger. Mr. Uh, Masato Nakamura might have heard it and <laughs> given them a phone call. <laughs> oh man, royalties, we can't afford that. We're deke. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I do love it when uh, TV shows or specials or whatever just put some sleigh bells over their uh, standard theme because it's the holiday episode. Woohoo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, the, the intro, it's like mixed the classic adventures intro with just footage from the special. So again, maybe like we're stretching for time here. <laughs> yeah. And it's like the really weird transition from the Sonic painted on to Sonic Christmas Blast logo. Yeah. <laughs> you still, yeah, because you still see like the exploded innards of Scratch and Grounder and Coconuts on the board. <laughs> but, uh, and Sonic <laughs> smears the paint over and then it just, whoa, it's a different title. In 3D. <laughs> Merry Christmas Dismemberment. Our special starts out in the city of Robotropolis or Robotropolis? Yes, yeah. I was about to say <laughs> Sonic specifically painfully pronounces it Robotropolis <laughs> later on. Another one of those sad AM elements that's like, sure, I guess. <laughs> Just slammed in there for no, I don't know why they've decided to draw all these, like, put these things that are referencing Sat AM, but clearly don't <laughs> resemble Sat AM in any can, like recognizable way. Like, even with those little elements, this is still an adventures episode through and through. Like, you you pan into the city, and it's immediately all these adventure-style humans with weird-shaped heads and off-colored uh, bodies. I was going to say, that's how you know it's adventures, because the background Mobians are the ugliest sons of guns <laughs> that you've ever seen. <laughs> but they are gathered around like their version of the Times Square giant TV for Santa Claus's State of the Union speech. <laughs> we have confirmed that there is Christmas on the planet Mobius, so there must have been some sort of Jesus Christ uh, ex analog existing within this world, I guess. Yes, a, a Mobian Christ. What animal was he? <laughs> He's he's probably a hedgehog. To be fair, let's be <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> based on that, based on the time travel episode and the importance of uh, Sonic's family line, <laughs> probably Sonic was probably related to the uh, to the savior in some way or another. <laughs> Sonic is a son of David. <laughs> I do love when cartoons do that. I mean, it's the ultimate, not like the Flintstones Christmas. <laughs> Where you you cannot, there is no logic. Come on. Yeah, like like to, to its credit, the episode of the other show we're going to get to kind of casually walks around that thing. Oh, it's, it's really funny, too, when you think yeah. about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, Santa Claus pops up on the TV, although he's looking a little odd. He's a, he's a Chuck E. Cheese animatronic. Uh -huh. <laughs> Immediately noticeable. But not to these people. <laughs> nope. Oh, it's, the TV's really high up there. They can't really make out the tiny details. Yeah, the key. I mean, it was, this was before, this was prior to high definition. So. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're watching this in SD. <laughs> they're watching it in SD, and the, the monitor's keystoned in a weird way, so there's a glare on the sun, and, you know, just... <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, but Santa announces he is retiring and leaving his entire operation to, <laughs> oh, the the best possible replacement that he could think of, Robotnik, Robotnik. Claws. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I hear Scratch at one point call him Robot Nicholas, which is very, very clever. I like that. Mm. This was okay. Now we've already gone over this revisiting adventures, which I I remember fondly, even though it, it's very goofy, it's very silly. I the first time I laughed out loud was uh, Scratch and Grounder arguing in their cheerleader outfits um, about uh, who Robotnik would like best because. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, give me a second. <laughs> uh, uh, because they're arguing, and uh, Scratch says, Robotic claws like my cheers back. What did not? My cheers would cheer you. I boo your cheers. I boo your cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it just really tickled me. Just caught me way off guard. Such just good yeah. delivery from those two. Oh, in their last performance in these roles, actually. Yeah, oh. that's true. They would never return to their... Like, Gary Chalk would stick around in Sonic for a bit longer, uh, unfortunately, oh, uh, if you consider what he ended up in. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, no. He got he got to be in a scene of the uh, 2020 movie, so... You know what? You're right. Yeah, Gary oh, Chalk is like yeah. a one through line throughout all of this, uh, this extended Sonic <laughs> media. Oh, Canadian actor redemption. <laughs> like the, there is a non-zero chance he's going to end up in prime somewhere so we'll see oh a, yep. canadian <laughs> crowd a canadian cast i really hope so oh man <laughs> but i love i i do like that that the the people are immediately not on board with this like even though they they totally believe that was the real santa claus that said robotnik <laughs> is taking over i love that uh uh when our you know, the nameless little boy sits down on Robotnik's lap and Robotnik asks him what he plans to give Robotnik Claws for Christmas. And, <laughs> and he slugs him right in the gut. He's not playing along. Like, hell yeah, yeah no. kid, don't take that shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I do, I was a little confused, like... Uh, as they're going into that scene, Scratch is like, no mothers allowed on Santa's lap. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I know they... he's very attractive, but come on. <laughs> Were they lining up for it before? <laughs> I mean, I could imagine it. If it's if it's Long John Baldry Robotnik, he's the world's sexiest fat man, as we know. It's true. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> he's got that christmas cookie pouch hanging out during the entire episode it's true it's true <laughs> <laughs> but for his um for his display of anti-authoritarianism uh robotnik condemns the little boy to uh be a slave in his robot factory <laughs> you know just normal santa things yep and this is where we cut away to our first scene of uh sonic and sally which again is she looks like she's about to say something and sonic holds up his hand and runs away <laughs> she's about to ask him why she's pink that's uh, yeah. true uh this is like the complete polar opposite of sat because instead of sally to taking taking up most of the dialogue sonic does instead yeah <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which that is funny. I mean, when you really think about it, even though this is you know post uh, Archie comics, this is post Sat AM. Pink Sally does fit right in with the adventures, like you know, funny art style at least. Yeah, 
But yeah, uh, Sonic explains to Tails uh, that he is running off to buy Princess Sally a present, even though they just got done saying they would not exchange gifts. Because I guess Sally was the uh, uh, jerk last year that they said no presents and then got Sonic this weird looking ring that he's wearing for this entire episode that he's worn for the entire series for (laughs) 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 trust us (laughs) you just didn't look hard enough (laughs) um it was just really loose and it kept flipping under his finger (laughs) i mean at least the bird noticed it yeah i was about to say here's where we get this bird that you know, it looks like a flicky if someone just had a flicky described to them and didn't actually look at the game. <laughs> it's like, well, maybe they looked at the cover of the US version of the game uh, where it is like a almost photorealistic bird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that gives uh, Sonic the, the excuse to explain, oh yeah, this was a present and it's got a nice squiggly design on it. I wonder if that'll come back later. Uh, no, I'm sure they're not sending off Chekhov's ring. <laughs> Wouldn't it be wild if they didn't? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That's what> it... <laughs> they're going to be selling these brand new squiggly rings uh, at your local Stacy's. Make sure to hop right in. Considering like how the episode ends, like this ring is kind of unnecessary. We know Sonic is fast. The ring supposedly yeah. gives him like magical super Santa Claus delivering present speed, but I mean, come on. Sonic's <laughs> <It was, laughs> like super speed? I'm like, yeah, the thing you have. <laughs> like yeah. if, if we were cutting things for time, like you know, could have cut that ring, but then yeah, we'd be left with like an eleven minute special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which these days would actually fly. <laughs> uh, yeah. <That's> true. <laughs> At this point, uh, Robotnik's henchmen are looting all the stores of presents, stealing everything from everybody's houses and also their houses, uh, building like 30 chimneys on top of Robotnik's <laughs> fortress, which is not the observatory. Just so. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Of, uh, yeah, it's it's weird. It's that does lead to the building. infamous YouTube pooped line of I want more chimneys! Love of a person. Uh, I do also like the clip of uh, where they're, you know, they're basically like taxing the, the uh, citizens for presents and there's a poor man who's like Please, I lost my job. My poor wife is sick. I had to sell all my furniture to pay my bills. The house is empty. Well, that makes it easy. <laughs> and they just take the whole house. <laughs> uh, repossession's a hell of a thing. It <laughs> yep, was a bit yep. too real for this uh, song cartoon, to be honest. <laughs> I know. Don't bit. remind us that uh, uh, late-stage capitalism exists in this universe, too. Even at Christmas! Stay woke, folks! Or Sonic and Tails are discovering all the stores are empty, and this is where they get filled in on the shenanigans that Robotnik Claus is causing. And you know what? Sonic's not going to stand for it. Yeah, unfortunately, Scratch and Grounder try to stop him with a big old crane, but Sonic ends up turning that around on them pretty quickly and basically bugs bunnying them into revealing Santa's location, which is... Some random cave seven miles south of the North Pole. Mm. Sonic does. Sonic uses his usual thing of dressing up in uh, in a disguise to trick Scratch and Grounder, and it's. It, it, I swear that has a hundred percent success rate in this show. Yeah, <laughs> they are always bamboozled. 
Yeah, he, uh, doesn't he dress up as like a sanitation worker and is like, yeah. ah, you gotta, you gotta pay your fine. It's gonna be like ten thousand robot dollars. Yeah, not, mobi- not mobiums. Robotnik bucks. I guess that's the. It's either the currency of Robot Tropolis, or maybe they just forgot what mobium. No, no I'm sure they know. It's the original writers. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is also where they're, you know, speeding towards the, like you said, random cave fortress that Santa Claus is being held in, and they say several times that it's being guarded by Robotnik SWAT bots who. Don't look like the SWAT bots from Sad AM, but more look like random enemies from uh, Mean Bean Machine. Actually. Yeah, I was going to say they look. Yeah, <laughs> like a bunch of Humpties and such. Like yes, yes. Oh goodness, beans, beans. Oh yeah, that that was one thing I noticed that uh, Sonic is using sound effects for his speed from Sad AM. Um, yeah, the like jet engine the- sound. Yeah. Yes, like the processed buzzsaw engine instead of the reverse ricochet from Adventures of, of Sonic, which... I think I did hear it a few times as well. So, uh, like, when he runs away from Sally, I, I went back to listen to it and I heard the reverse ricochet mixed with the jet engine. It's like, oh, it's a meeting of the Ooh. two worlds. <laughs> <laughs> the crossover, finally. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they find Santa Claus, and Santa is just, like, already defeated. Sonic's like, oh, we saved you, Santa. Now you can deliver the gifts. And he's like, no, God, there's no time, Sonic. Just give up. Christmas is ruined. <laughs> Santa has given into despair. It's pretty great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, you have to imagine that, like, with the size of his operation, he has to, like, be planning things meticulously, like, down to the minute. And the moment something goes off schedule, the whole thing just completely falls apart. <laughs> yeah. I, I really don't believe in that scarcity model and, you know, first in, last out. It's just not good at the end of it. Uh, economics jokes. <laughs> While Santa is moping, Sonic and Tails try to cheer him up, but Santa's like, no, this is actually not going to work. We don't have enough time, and kind of bring Sonic and Tails down, and hey, what do you know? The animators remember the ring. <laughs> That's a mean joke. But <laughs> yeah. but uh, we do get a camera shot where the ring is very much in like profile view, and Santa sees it, and he's like, wait a minute! The mystical ring of super speed. That's not what it's called, but <laughs> but what is it uh, actually wh- called? Let's check. Let's consult the transcript. <laughs> it has a. It certainly has a name. Whoever has that ring you're wearing can unlock the secret of ultimate velocity. Okay, so it doesn't have a name. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Just that ring. I can't believe that a uh, Sonic team would watch this and then years later use this exact plot line to uh, explain why Sonic is in the same jail cell as Gerald Robotnik was on Prison Island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just happens to be imprisoned by all of these like weird pictograms that he can just happen to read. And yeah, I guess, well, you know, I guess Santa the Claus would have some knowledge of, Santa like, magical Claus. objects being a, you know, immortal elf man himself. So yep. I'll cut him a little slack that... Uh, as an elder <laughs> being, you know. He he devises the meaning of these runes and, yeah, basically tells, like, well, you know, with that ring, Sonic, you could deliver, you know, get the presents back and deliver them all in time, which is what he does. Yes. <laughs> But to do that, you must master all of the impossible challenges, which really do not seem all that impossible. For Sonic, at least. (laughs) I kind of just glazed over this part because it's very silly. This is the aforementioned extreme sports (laughs) to to unlock the power of the ring. So Sonic, uh, he speeds up a mountain. He then promptly snowboards down it. And then he, while the snowboard's still uh, attached to his feet, he 
parachutes down and it's just so extreme and it makes my 90s heart just flutter and (laughs) (laughs) and then he like lands from the parachute onto a bike and starts biking through and all the while he's dealing with scratch and grounder who apparently move fast enough that they manage to get hit once then further down the track get hit again so it's like by assumingly the the heaviest snowboard in all of existence (laughs) they get crushed by it That must be one hell of a snowboard, you know. As I say, maybe it's like the uh, one from Adventure 2 where it's just a big piece of metal. Yeah, I was about to say, they just painted it. Am I remembering incorrectly, or is the last time we see Scratch and Grounder on screen, they have both been decapitated? (laughs) (laughs) No, just crushed. Yeah, okay, okay. They're decapitated later. (laughs) To basically unlock the powers of the ring, Sonic basically goes through a Christmas triathlon. (laughs) Because... Yeah, like like we said, there's BMX, there's snowboarding, there's parachuting. There's this is like the most extreme triathlon that could ever happen. But of course, this is Sonic. He can handle it. No, no sweat. I just love the fact that this ancient relic, these this ancient technique to unlock the powers of this relic from bygone times, is very ninety specific extreme yeah. sports. <laughs> yes, this this to to unlock the power of this chintzy ring that Sally Acorn had no idea the power it held and just bought for Sonic last Christmas. You just happened to get it at a pawn shop. Oh, hey, uh, speaking of royalties, um, Robotnik sings Merry Christmas to me to the tune of Happy Birthday, which was definitely still copyrighted at the time this came out. So <laughs> guess if they didn't use the right same words, uh, oh, we can uh, we can have a whole discussion about that. Yeah, I'm oh, so man. I'm so mad at the fact they managed to like keep that going for so long, despite not having the rights for it. Like the, they were like they were just like yo yeah, nope no one's allowed to use it and was, and then they discovered actually they can. Gee, <laughs> I wonder I wonder what hyper capitalist giant corporation ruined copyright laws forever to allow people to do like that. Hmm. Hot dog. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you in hell. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Uh, but hey, at least at least it led to the creation of someone's got a birthday. I wonder who <laughs> from King of the Hill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, special! And the I like the future Alma one as Which well. Which they now own as well. Oh! <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> no! No! So yeah, Sonic completes the trials after crashing into a polar bear at one point, but. Not bark. You've won the power of ultimate velocity supersonicness and extreme speed. Which, wh- why? It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't, I don't like sure it. Sure was some words you said, Santa Claus. <laughs> we are, unfortunately, by doing this, we are seconds away from employing the ding sound effect from Cinema Sin. So I worry for a lot oh, of this. Oh, okay. no. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying not to, man. I'm, Gotta keep the holiday spirit. Excuse, excuse me while I go throw myself in front of a bus. End of podcast. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yes, after after Sonic gets the the power of ultimate velocity, he speeds around the world, makes Christmas right again, takes the presents away from Robotnik, and ends and up his pants and, and his yes, pants. Yes, and his pants, his hat, his coat, everything. Because you know we need to see Robotnik at least one more time in his underwear. That's the status One final time. One final time. (laughs) We get one final, I hate that hedgehog. I hate that hedgehog. I hate him. That vile little creature. That prickly vermin. That old 
Long John balls out Robotnik. Wow. Have a holly jolly hedgehog. <laughs> also, I'd like to point out that like this whole episode, he's been like constantly like bullying this little guy that looks like uh, Humpty from Mean Bean Machine. Kind of. He has yeah. no name. The little green robot. Yeah, there's no coconuts to be seen. There's just this one guy uh, that's the... So I guess he uh, almost yeah. fulfilling. No, but coconuts is cleaning the toilets. I, 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 I how <laughs> of course. Yeah. Up. All that eggnog, they're backed up. <laughs> no, uh, but this is. I do appreciate the. And I mean, is it anything else but just a Superman the movie where Sonic's zipping yes. around the Earth, <laughs> turning all the gifts? It is a the, cool shot. I like it the, a lot. The second time, the second time they've done that because they did that repeatedly back in uh, the last one we covered. Uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Where it was literally a Superman reference. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh, goodness. But yeah, he returns all the presents. The The little boy has a happy Christmas. And doesn't have to worry about being enslaved. Thank goodness. <laughs> oh, that's what uh, you could really, uh, ask for. The real Christmas miracle. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then this we get one more appearance by Princess Sally where Sonic dumps a handful of gifts on top of her burying her in them. <laughs> then he kisses her and then just places another gift right on top of her yep. head and she's yeah. gone forever. Shut kisses up. her kisses Shut her up. on the hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, and then uh, we we end this wonderful Christmas special with uh, Santa relinquishing the ability, the uh, the title of Santa Claus to Sonic, so making him Sonic Claus. Which at first is <laughs> at first he's apprehensive about, but then he very much takes the role. And honestly, like with everything we've talked about, to me in my mind, and especially with how much I love Christmas, this feels like a good ending for Adventures of Sonic overall. Yeah. Like Sonic becomes Santa. That's dope. <laughs> Yeah, he become he become becomes immortal. That's the result. <laughs> this is what he decided to do with the rest of his life. Although you know, considering it's Sonic, like he probably just let the elves handle it, and then at the last possible second, just zipped around the earth <laughs> without a care, not worrying about the timetables like Santa he, he was. Le- he leaves the management for to tails. Like yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this is how he really became so intelligent is that he had to basically force himself to learn in order to manage all of Santa's factory operations. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Sonic just comes in at zero hour to help fix up the graphics, like in the the, the development of Sonic One. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh goodness, I do. You know, uh, we've we've joked about this this special and how it's a little. Uh, uh, you know, a, a little bare bones because it obviously had to be changed probably at the last minute. Yeah, they even managed to work in an extremely Merry Christmas every year of your life. I was about to say, I appreciate how honest and sincere this line delivery is from Jillian White. Yeah. Yeah. An extremely Merry Christmas every year of your life. It's a super cheesy line, and he manages it to come across very heartwarming. So <laughs> good on them. This this cute special ends on a very nice note. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even though they should have changed that line to have a blast of a Christmas every year of your yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> really, but yeah. last-minute stuff, I guess. <laughs> when, yeah. I, um, when I first watched this uh, not too long ago in preparation for, for this episode, I... 
like you know even with all like the joking that we've done with it like honestly i i have such a soft spot for like cheesy christmas stuff and if i had seen this as a kid this would have easily become like one of my yearly staples of like i have to watch this during the holiday season because i always watch the the peanuts charlie brown christmas special and i always watch the garfield mm. christmas special and this honestly this might become in my rotation now because like it you know <laughs> it gets it gets some of the christmas warm feelings in me yeah, yeah, it's, got Sonic I, it, in it's it. part of mine. I think. <laughs> yeah. I think last year I put it on like right before we opened presents, just in the background. Aww, that's it's, awesome. It's a, it's a fun one. <laughs> so before we move on to our next Christmas special, I do want to mention uh, on the SonicFandom.com um, article for this Christmas Blast special, they have the title of the show in other languages, and some of these are just fun <laughs> like in, oh in french I did see these too <laughs> yeah like in french there's le père noel and sorry for butchering this le père noel est une doubler which is santa claus is an understudy <laughs> <laughs> uh in portuguese sonic um natal estrondoso sonic a booming christmas <laughs> and, oh that's pretty good that's not bad <laughs> and uh spanish el especial de navidad de sonic sonic's christmas special <laughs> Nice and to the point. Yes, but uh, the the best is absolutely (laughs) the French one of Santa Claus is an understudy. (laughs) Yeah, that's really funny. Because really, that gets to like the heart of the whole episode. Just like, yeah, yeah. Hang on, when did the Serbian one come out? Because it's it's basically Sonic's Christmas Rush, and you know you can't help but think. (laughs) You never know. Featuring Blaze the Cat. Actually, I do. It's almost certainly a coincidence. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> this is it. that's the original sonic rush apparently exactly so yeah we are going to jump forward to a slightly different holiday for an episode of sonic boom specifically new year's retribution which first aired on august 8th 2015 as part of the first season uh, just in case you didn't realize, there actually aren't a lot of Sonic Christmas specials, so we're taking anything with a tenuous link to Christmas. Imagine a quilt. Yeah. This is the string that's poking out from the quilt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, not a whole not a whole lot of separate uh, behind-the-scenes details on that, since it's like all the same cast, most of the same crew and everything, since it's just a normal episode, but... This episode specifically was written by Reed Harrison, who wrote 17 total Boom episodes. And he also wrote the X-Files crossover episode of The Simpsons, among a few others. Whoa. Plus oh, some episodes wow. of Pinky and the Brain, The PJs, and Drawn Together. Oh, and cool. Was a sup- and was a supervising producer on the first two seasons of Disenchanted. Well, okay. All right. Yeah, this, uh, the... this, there's actually quite a lot of Simpsons DNA in the Sonic Boom TV show, which I'm happy for. And sometimes you can really tell. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I I was I I think I was I was talking about it before we started recording that I it's been a while since I've revisited Sonic Boom. I've got my box sets and haven't gone through them yet. But I forgot that the uh you know because kind of like adventures i was like oh yeah on the whole it's a it's a really good show with lots of funny moments um but i forgot this episode especially i think is a great example of really tight writing and just oh my goodness masterful delivery by this cast (laughs) like the 
all of all of Robotnik and Orbot and Cubot talking about slow cookers and checkers is it, it again really caught me off guard and I was laughing out loud at this. It's, <laughs> I, I very much enjoyed this one as well. Um, also, yeah, ends on a incredibly sincere, heartwarming note um, that that also surprised me. Uh, yeah. So I was I was really happy to to revisit this one. One day we're going to have to sit down and talk about Sonic Boom in general, about how maybe it was like an, a largely unnecessary addition to the Sonic franchise, but the show itself, despite all of its shortcomings in terms of budget, you can tell, and maybe uh, some the, the visual quality sometimes. Some, some still clunkers think, here or there. Yeah. yeah, some odd episodes. Uh, making do with what it had, it was a fun-ass show. <laughs> yes, <laughs> most definitely. And it really helps that like the cast is full of just like seasoned professionals who they just truly know what they're doing. And like, I, I got to assume that there's really good direction, uh, you know, on the other side of the booth as they were recording this. For I sure. feel like did they did they not like record in studio together sometimes? At the very least, I remember seeing they do like table reads and stuff for conventions and stuff. Yeah, because there's definitely a lot of back and forth with the delivery here. I, I took a peek at the credits and they straight up recorded uh, this episode, at least in Studiopolis, which is where they record all the most of the uh, the modern games as well. Yeah, like it's all, all the episodes are recorded at Studiopolis with the same director as the game. So there is some vocal consistency there. Yes. Just uh, so everyone knows, this is Studiopolis, the actual studio and not the level from Sonic Mania, which just <laughs> just so happens to have the same name. That'd be dangerous. <laughs> Uh, the episode starts out with uh, Sonic, Tails, and the rest of the crew in the main plaza uh, putting up decorations for New Year's. Tails, he's got a gun! <laughs> <laughs> you know he keeps that thing on him. <laughs> I know, I love the first few minutes of this are just like, Jesus Christ, Tails, will you just stop it? <laughs> Tails, put the gun down. <laughs> Tails has a uh, uh, decoration gun um, that's supposed to fire like lights and streamers, and it um, does not work at all, and everyone yells at him. Um, and then uh, Knuckles is helping Amy lift the uh, New Year's Eve... Um, what is that? Is it just a New Year's Eve ball? Disco ball? I realize Basically. I don't know the proper name for that decoration. Yeah, we don't have it here, so I'm not familiar yeah, it's, with it. It's, okay. just the, it's just the New Year's Eve ball. We have a f***ing moon pie in my hometown. <laughs> what? Because Mardi Wait. Gras or something. Oh, yeah. we have a, There's a moon pie. Um, God, some town close by has a, a, a pelican, I think, because this is the Gulf Coast of America things, people. It's, it's weird. Yes. No, I'll just no, I'll just gonna say I do like <laughs> I do like moon pies, so that's pretty neat. <laughs> so yeah, the New Year's the New Year's Eve ball, and um, it breaks because uh, sticks interrupts the process, and Knuckles just lets go of the crank, and it drops. Okay, yeah. <laughs> See, this is why I like Boom Sonic is because he is, you know, still in the spirit of what you think Sonic is, but more depressed, where he <laughs> just puts his hand on Tails' shoulder and goes, Way to ruin New Year's, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the whole time, Knuckles is... Uh getting it confused with other holidays that nobody's ever heard of. Like, Is that the holiday where a giant rabbit breaks into your house and hides painted eggs? <laughs> never heard of it. This is the first of a couple running gags in this show, and they, I, again, genuinely laughed at a lot of Knuckles' antics. <laughs> 
You can uh, say what you want about that, the boom form of Knuckles. Uh, Travis Willingham, just always hilarious in this role. Yes. Yep. Oh, yes. That, that's another thing is the, the entire principal cast also fills in for additional voices. And so you have Travis as uh, Soar the Eagle later, yes. who I also really like. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love his fit, his matching like uh, pastel preppy fit. And then um, you've also got Mike Pollock as the, uh, the mayor later. And uh, <laughs> I really like him as well. Yeah. So their preparations are interrupted by Eggman with a t- attacking with a big group of ball bots, which, you know, convenient, let's say. Uh, it's too easy. Too easy. <laughs> nope. Sphere bots. <laughs> oh. Sonic Frontiers enemies. Oh, oh. <laughs> looking into the future. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, Jackie actually pointed out to me when we were watching this that they reminded her of the uh, egg robots from the first Sonic movie. I was like, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. same but... color scheme basically. I wonder if they were pulling from Boom a little bit for the aesthetic. Maybe. Huh. Maybe. You know, they have that glowing, uh, that funny shaped like red eye in the middle that reminded me of someone i just saw someone point out that uh mecha sonic mark ii from sonic 3 and knuckles has that red eye Mm. and a lot of the the bosses in sonic 3 knuckles have that and i was like oh what a i'm sure a happy coincidence but it works it was it it was interesting but yeah they (laughs) quickly destroy all of the ball bots and uh even find uh uh, in the process helping them uh decorate the square as they're destroying them (laughs) and use one as a replacement for the broken ball yep i think it is kind of savage like even though they they beat this this ball bot knuckles just like jams a (laughs) like a, a post through it yeah <laughs> which you know this is this is post uh there are no little animals in these so it's okay <laughs> yep as far as we know <gasps> and eggman slowly slinks back to his uh evil lair to lament the fact that it's new year's eve and he still hasn't finished his resolution from last year to beat sonic yeah at least once just once while meanwhile orbot and cubot are kind of dunking on him a little bit but Orbot is also trying to cheer up his spirits with saying that he has a, a wonderful New Year's party planned there. Let's not forget dear old Orbot's famous mouth-watering slow-cooked New Year's roast. It too is just a sad yet succulent reminder of how quickly everything else in life moves. A slow cooker is truly one of life's most poetic small kitchen appliances. I love the Orbot has lovingly created this roast, knowing knowing full well that he can't eat it. <laughs> yes, it's just for Dr. Eggman. <laughs> All the more heartbreaking of what happens to it. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, this is where Eggman gets his big idea to create a slow motion machine by using the magical power source that is in all slow cookers. Oh, yeah, didn't you know? <laughs> This is the sort of pseudoscience bullshit that you would expect from Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, but hey, they're aware. They're very aware of it. Yep. Nope. Glowing energy ball. (laughs) (laughs) So that's exactly what Eggman does. He pries it out of the back of the slow cooker and heads off with his new creation. Pot roast on the floor. Sadness everywhere. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Meanwhile, everybody's back at the village square partying. Knuckles still... Still having trouble figuring out what exactly he's uh, 
celebrating in a hot dog costume because <laughs> isn't new year's the holiday where you put on a costume and threaten to prank strangers if they don't give you candy that's not a holiday it's extortion <laughs> uh and and also during this party um comedy chimp uh who i guess is a local celebrity or something <laughs> i haven't watched enough sonic yep. boom <laughs> he is basically the crusty the clown of um of sonic boom's universe well there we yes. go that's how he comes across Played by a uh, series um, producer, Bill Freiberger, I believe. Oh, pretty nice. sure, like one of his pet characters for this. <laughs> I think I think out. it's comedy chimp and the lady walrus, who is also one of my favorites. Who's always, you know, crying. <laughs> <My> <laughs> <baby>! <laughs> uh, but yeah, comedy chimp is interviewing uh, the mayor just to get some, you know, some cheery words for the end of the year. And the mayor is, you know, not even really hiding that well that he's extorting money tax money to he's corrupt as hell yeah <laughs> i do love mike pollock as the mayor uh, doing his best sort of edwin kind of voice yep. yes mayor, mayor fink is a joy yeah. uh, uh, look uh, the the allegations that i use the town's money to buy myself a vacation island are totally untrue yeah and uh, and all the while knuckles uh we finally get our our very very thin reference to Christmas here. <laughs> yes. There it is. He's wearing his night nightcap and hugging his pillow. <laughs> How about you, sir? Excited? You bet. I just hope the obese man who watches me sleep doesn't think I've been naughty. Otherwise, he might not sneak into my house and leave presents. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so Eggman comes in uh, during all this and unleashes the slowdown machine, which basically puts him and Sonic in a slower time warp uh, around everybody else who's moving at extremely low speed. Um, I took it as Sonic's speed force is too powerful, so now he's just moving at a normal person's rate, <laughs> whereas Eggman is immune to it. That, that's probably more <laughs> yeah. accurate, actually. <laughs> in, in Eggman's own words, Well, if you'd paid attention in evil scientist school in a desperate attempt to get your father's approval, you'd know that... Uh, can't we just skip ahead to the part where I destroy you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like the, I like the the. That's a a series um uh reoccurring joke is Eggman referring to his poor his uh traumatic upbringing by his parents <laughs> that are off screen. <laughs> but yeah, with Sonic and Eggman both moving in slow motion, uh, most of the traditional battle uh, hallmarks are not going to work because. Literally everything is moving in slow motion. Eggman's robots, lasers, all that stuff. So Eggman decides, I still have to beat you just this once this year before the however much time we have left is up. So I'm going to challenge you to literally anything I can think of just to try and score one win. And Sonic's like, Okay, fine, whatever, if it gets this episode over with faster. <laughs> I, I do like they keep cutting back to everyone outside of the uh, uh, the bubble they're in, moving in incredible slow motion, but they're literally already at the, the midnight countdown. <laughs> but it's very slowly happening. Turn. Yeah. <laughs> so Eggman challenges Sonic at, let's see, Domino's, Hopscotch, Pole vaulting, a coin toss, uh, ping pong, bingo, gin, chess, and checkers. <laughs> Brings it all back to checkers, yep. which he did not want to play with Orbot and Cubot. <laughs> <laughs> 
Which when that when that happened, I actually thought, oh, the, like you know, they're bringing back checkers. This is the thing that he's going to win at. But he even loses at that. <laughs> yeah, he throws the board again, <laughs> and all the pieces are still flying in slow motion. <laughs> yep, yep. I I really like a lot of the gags they do with the slow motion effect. Yes, you should definitely like go go watch this. I I I can't remember. I know. I think in the U.S., I think Sonic Boom is still up all all up on hulu it is um, yes that's how i watched it yeah it's, it's uh on netflix uh in the uk okay that's good so it, it, it's a, available in it's some around. form failure after failure after failure eggman finally convinces uh sonic to give him one more chance after just throwing a hissy fit over how hard he's tried all year and how he hasn't been able to notch one win so sonic's like okay eggman you and me dance off let's do it <laughs> yep so uh i i don't is this dance off better worse the same as the one in the sonic 2 movie <laughs> uh it doesn't play uptown funk so i i your mileage may vary on that one <laughs> yeah yeah but the sonic 2 one at least is consistent in its song choice where this one kind of cuts between a bunch of different songs very quickly depending on what dance they're doing yeah <laughs> It's I, I think it's it's overall it's pretty funny. I like how it cuts between you know, uh uh Eggman starts doing like a Russian kick dance and that <laughs> goes in, and then some generic techno, some guitar, but uh Eggman does a <laughs> a pretty um a pretty radical uh headspin breakdance move and Sonic tries to follow it up and well, he just spins a little too fast and lands in some boxes. Which, believe it or not, I was actually surprised that Sonic lost this. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not entirely convinced he didn't throw it. I, uh, yeah, I'm wondering whether he threw it just to give him one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because you know, Eggman, he's like you said, he throws a hissy fit, but he's he's genuinely at the end of his rope here. He's yeah. <laughs> he is losing his all of his cool, and this Sonic is you know probably simultaneously sympathetic and just fed up with all this crap <laughs> so finally eggman gets his one mandated win against sonic and sega allowed them this much <laughs> i didn't know that for sure <laughs> just... and then true to his word uh he does disable the uh the slow motion machine uh but then uh, uh realizes immediately as the crowd you know goes back to regular speed finishes the countdown happy new year that none of them were able to see his victory against sonic <laughs> <laughs> but sonic did and that's kind of important in a way. it's sonic's own words what are you talking about it was a dance off and i won didn't you see it was right here technically it happened in the blink of an eye nobody saw anything but but, but, I, but Oh well, nobody but me. Mm-hmm. Sonic's a very good sport about it. I like that moment. I thought that was very cute. He he says it with a wry smile in his voice, um, and I I, I really like that touch because yeah, he then you know Eggman gives him a look and then he follows it up with saying Happy New Year, Eggman. Happy New Year, you blue son of a gun. Hey guys, I just saw my shadow. Six more weeks of winter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that they had that moment between Sock and Eggman and then just finished up with them kind of chuckling together and watching the fireworks. It's yes. it's a cute moment. It's, it shows that even though there is that adversarial relationship, there's at least a level of mutual respect. And it's like, boom, Eggman's not 
that bad a guy in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Yes. In the in this comedy universe spinoff show, uh, yeah. they they I really do appreciate that they made it made it pretty genuine there. Yeah, because um, you know, he's he may terrorize the populace, but it's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fine. Status quo at the end of eleven minutes. He's he's evil, but he's one of the guys, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, of course, if we really want to get into it, Sonic should have actually murdered him before he did any of this, because uh, otherwise it's bad writing. But moving yeah. on, yeah, he, he should have he should have gone super to overcome the speed machine and just torn out Eggman's guts from uh, inside out, and then hung mistletoe from it. <laughs> tangent but it it's hilarious looking at this transcript and how almost none of these background characters have real names it's like walrus male wolfie <laughs> but they do they do show up in like almost every episode because they only have like what 12 models for the back mm. <laughs> that's 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 okay <laughs> It's better this than reusing models than um, getting some really ugly ass looking NPCs like we saw in Christmas Plus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe easier to do in the era of 3D animation. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, I really enjoyed this episode. It reminded me of like the the funniest, best aspects of Sonic Boom, the TV show. So, and again, like very surprised they ended it on such a sweet, harm, you know, heartwarming, like holiday appropriate note. So I, I might have to add this one to my my holiday special rotation as well. Yeah, it's a cute <laughs> one. I like it. So our last special that we're going to be talking about today is the most recent one, the s- episode six of Sonic Mania Adventures, the promotional short for Sonic Mania Plus. This was kind of like a little extra bonus after the main series. It was released straight to web on December 20th, 2018, and was written and directed by the legend Tyson Hess. What a legend. Yes, these are so good. I'm so glad that this... Uh, this seems to be like the team working on the the promo animated shorts that I've enjoyed every single one. And this is no exception. I love this one. This is so adorable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do a lot with no dialogue in this, I think. Yeah, I, I think that the lack of dialogue is like one of the biggest uh, boons to it in general. Like just really good kind of silent humor and storytelling is... I mean, for one thing, it's really easy to convey to a global audience, but also it's just got so much charm to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think we were all saying like how much the expressions uh, really do work in in this one. That even even Metal Sonic with his unchanging visage like still conveys like the proper emotions, and it's it just works really well. Metal's especially impressive because for a character that literally can't emote at all can't move like any of his facial structure he managed to convey so much emotion just by like different tilts of his head and movement of his eyes yep well someone with a fixed uh piercing glare uh of pure villainy and malice um he definitely uh, he comes across as a cat during this so (laughs) (laughs) yeah if anyone's ever been a cat owner uh they know that (laughs) yep i own two cats and i can i can attest to that big time (laughs) <laughs> that that uh, particular gaze that they give you from across the room. <laughs> yes. Uh, the, the moment where Amy's like slapping that little bow on him, and he just sort of like 
subtly glances up at it, almost like disgruntled. <laughs> I'm like, yep, that is a cat. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I do really like that the, uh, I mean, the, the, the short is so short that you can describe it as basically like, uh, uh, in two sentences that Eggman leaves Metal Sonic behind after getting, uh, you know, beaten in Sonic Mania Plus and Amy finds him, walks him all the way back up to Eggman's little base and uh, leaves him with a bow and a flower. So Eggman brings him right back inside. Um, but yeah, I, I love uh, that Amy, obviously, you know, this is classic Amy, uh, has a immediate negative reaction to seeing Metal Sonic, her kidnapper. Yeah. But also you know she's just so pure of heart she couldn't just let him get smashed by the palm tree yeah (laughs) there's some great like subtle jokes too like obviously metal crash landing on the flicky who gets stuck underneath him for months uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the seasons change awful quick. Although, what, wasn't it you, Falero, that mentioned like is the uh... <laughs> uh, for, oh for wow? Okay, Luke has just posted the Tyson Hess image of the <laughs> sleep deprived looking Flicky <laughs> tallying off the days that pass inside Metal Sonic's cannon chest hole. <laughs> I like. I guess that answers the question I I was gonna bring up. Like, did the seasons change, or did Angel Island just pass through a different hemisphere? <laughs> Possibly. I like. Like, if we want to actually apply logic to this, he still has access to grass and dirt. Maybe some worms were crawling through. Uh, <laughs> He's fine. But it was not an ideal situation. Solitary confinement, like uh, Gerald Robotnik in Sonic Adventure 2. <laughs> this is a supervillain origin story. <laughs> I mean, the first action he does when he gets freed is kick him in the head. <laughs> yeah, he sure does. Well deserved. <laughs> I do love uh, the little touches like the um, I love the sound design on Amy, uh, you know, saves Metal Sonic, but then whips out her hammer and starts beating him over the head with it. And the little uh, Pico sound effects change when she uh, slows down. I just I really like that. I think Tyson did a lot of the the sound effects sound design. And I that's I really appreciate that. It's very cute. Yeah, I, I really like the transition as she's dragging Metal Sonic back as well, like going from Angel Island Zone to Mushroom Hill Zone to Ice Cap Zone. I pointed this out before we started recording, but <laughs> it does, like, maybe because I spent so much time on it, it reminded me a little bit of my Knuckles short from the Sonic shorts where he's carrying the Master Emerald all the way to Ice Cap Zone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just, I, I, I don't know, I just, but. Obviously not, like, referencing that. Can you imagine if Tyson... Actually, then again, Tyson S has probably seen everything that fans have made. But moving on. (laughs) (laughs) There is something really cool about seeing the progression of Angel Island zones, because, gosh dang it, I love me some Angel Island. Yep, you get to see the big uh, mushroom hill, mushrooms covered in a thin blanket of snow, and all the way to Ice Cap, to wherever Eggsman's base is situated. Presumably on Angel Island. I think that's we established that in the Sonic Mania Adventures uh, shorts previously. Guess he's just set up shop there. Yeah. Knuckles just doesn't know yet. It's his. Uh, it's it's his summer home uh, <laughs> on an island. Yeah, he's there during winter, so. Yeah, exactly. It's it's <laughs> it's, uh, it's Australian summer. <laughs> oh, fair enough. <laughs> uh, I think we got it. Uh oh. I love that. A uh, what? Chow in Space is also Christmas themed. <laughs> but it is! <laughs> oh my gosh. 
Let's watch it. <laughs> Okie dokie. Well, guys, before we wrap up this episode, I have a special Christmas treat for y'all. We actually missed a short. <laughs> we have another. Oh, no. <laughs> we have another Sonic Mania style short, uh, which is, of course, Chows in Space, because yes, it is actually Christmas themed in some parts of it, so it counts. It counts. Robotnik Claus is there. And he looks for better than reason. he did in, in than Adventures of Sonic. Oh, he's a bit more dressed. Uh, a little bit. Yeah, I completely forgot that the Chow and Space short they put out is also a holiday short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a huge focus of it. It's mostly just a little bit of theming for... Uh, yeah, it was released on uh, December 12th, 2019. Again, written and directed by the legend Tyson Hess. What a guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I super like um, this one is also like very low on dialogue. There's only a couple of like fully voiced lines. Um, and I'm pretty sure I think y'all agree that uh, the Chow is um, uh, Tomoko Sasaki, who's done all the, the Chow voices in all these games. Yeah, but that's... I think it's it's just archived clips <laughs> of, yeah. of her performance. But yeah, there there are some uh, uh, new lines from... Um, roger and mike as sonic and robotnik and it's uh really good just you know like i said it's not full dialogue but it just adds nice uh flavor to the uh to the short and they're they're really funny especially the you know the very end the (laughs) chow grievously injures sonic's big old nose (laughs) yeah i like the uh the special filter they put on the um like the in space parts it kind of makes it it gives it like a sort of faux old time like 70s style movie filter to it yeah um, yeah it looks really good my, yeah that's what yeah. it kind of made me think of yeah which mm-hmm. is definitely which was definitely intentional since you know the chow in space thing has been a running gag going back to even the first sonic adventure yep it's it's it was one of my favorite silly little easter eggs that oh this you know this uh uh fictional movie series is going on in the world somewhere i even have the uh i think it must have come out after this short but like a modern uh redoing of the sonic adventure chow and space poster uh i have one on my wall from the you know the sega site i just yeah. couldn't resist <laughs> What we're actually seeing here is like uh, cuts between a dream this little Chow is having, which are presented as a little Star Warsian kind of sci-fi uh, film, and uh, seeing this Chow in the Chow Garden from Sonic Adventure Two. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, just uh, and Sonic dealing with the this this sleepwalking, sleep punching Chow <laughs> as he uh, acts out his little fantasy. It's very cute. I can only imagine he's he's desperate to get the Chow away from the uh, uh, little pond because it looks pretty newborn. And of course, you know, we'll just flail around like it's drowning if it falls in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fun behind the scenes fact, according to Tyson Hess, the Chow and the dream sequences were referred to as Chowby, Darkth Chow, Biggs Chow, and Chow Edge. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cute. I like the um I think you you pointed it out Jake the um the one with the glasses and mustache kind of gives off like James McCloud vibes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ever give up my son. Yeah. <laughs> it's either Big's Chow or Chow Wedge. I don't know which. Mhm. 
Yeah, all the little Chow designs are so cute. There's some uh, metallic Chow in there, and uh, I love the ones with the, uh, looks like the little dragon horns and all that. Yeah. Like, I bet, um, oh, I, yeah, it doesn't even say in the credits, like, uh, Staff Chow, you know, instead of, like, oh, Staff Kids. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I wonder yeah. if these weren't people's, like, real Chow that they remember raising. Oh, or... that would be oh, really that'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was assuming it was just, like, babies that were born during the production of this to different staff members. But I, I like that idea, too. It could be either <laughs> one, honestly. Yeah. I, no, knowing the folks behind this, I bet it, I bet it was, I bet it was Chow. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Eggman does like the, the garden is definitely decorated for, for the Christmas holidays. The, uh, the lights up on all the palm trees and over and, and everything. Uh, Which I and wish then, we yeah. could have got in game. Like imagine if like, like yeah. when you Sonic Adventure 1 where you get like the, the Christmas download background for Station Square. Imagine getting to decorate the Chow garden for Christmas. There was, um, yeah, there was some some Christmas costumes for Sonic Adventure Two on the Dreamcast. They should have, man. Now I'm bummed. What a missed opportunity. <laughs> totally should have done that. If only they knew that they did, they would do this like so many years later. <laughs> yeah, they can see twenty years into the future. I yeah, know. I, w- I wonder if someone's added that to uh uh what is it? Chow Garden Extended, the big mod for oh, Sonic Adventure Two. Oh, maybe. I'd like to think. I'm, I know what I'm do- looking up right after this. <laughs> but I, I do wonder what was what was Eggman's plan dressing yeah, up as Santa? Was, was he was he going to steal the Chow's presents? Was he going to steal yes. the Chow themselves? No, he was definitely going to steal the presents. Like he looks at them and gets all you know, rubbing his hands together. Ah, gotcha. Okay, I was gonna say what could he possibly want? But what if it's like a box of chaos drives and he's gonna go take him to power his new badniks or i mean mostly they seem to be toys so <laughs> yeah i was gonna say that's a that's a really good idea my thought was that one of the things you hand the chows is animals and throughout many of the games animals are what power his robots oh so. that's true that's true yep a little a little bit otherwise i maybe he just watched the grinch and was like i'll give it a shot <laughs> <laughs> i love jim carrey well- you know, he did say happiness is best when it's based on the misery of millions. Sorry, I just realized it took me like a full minute to realize that you guys suggested them putting animals in boxes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I yeah, well, well, that's pretty standard for Christmas. <laughs> oh, you, no. You, I mean, you poke some holes in them, right? That's the old. <laughs> remember, a penguin is for life, not just for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I love the penguin that just grabs onto Sonic. <laughs> yeah. Where'd you find this skeleton dog ghost? <laughs> I made it myself. Oh. Sorry, I heard on Tumblr not too long ago someone posted the voice the clip that the animals make and it just popped into my head but I can't remember exactly what it was. Oh yeah, it's like <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> yeah. It is a weird squeaky noise. I I love all the little presents the chow have too, like One's got an RC version of Sonic's car from Team Racing. One's got a Chow Fruit. One's got, like, a mini version of the Sonic doll from Gamma Stage. Oh, yeah, that it's sure is. Good. Yep, yep. I do. I love that the uh, yeah, the little red Chow has the my favorite, the little gremlin face they can, they can get. <laughs> I remember some of my favorite Chow had the big toothy smile. Oh, yeah. yeah. Also, I have to give a shout-out to the moment when... Our sleepwalking little chow buddy punches Eggman in the face. Like the sheer impact in that moment is just 
Yes. And I love that it's, it's, you know, treating the, the chow garden is like a real physical space. So he falls off the side of the cliff. Yeah. (laughs) Just into the clouds and Sonic is, you know, gives a shrug. He's like, nah, nah, he survived worse. He'll be fine. (laughs) Oh, yeah. What a, what a cute short. I, again, I, I, I really can't overstate how much i love these and i'm i'm glad whenever they they put out new ones including you know i think it's a lot of the same people but uh the uh you know the the new shorts for origins as well have this same feel of like oh here's just some good ass sonic cartoons (laughs) yeah and i'm glad to know that sonic's nose healed so quickly yep just the uh what what did we say the old uh, one piece put a bandage on it you're fine (laughs) (laughs) heals all wounds well that about wraps up this episode our our wonderful holiday special of the hill is always greener we watched some very fun animated specials and uh, i you know i'm gonna be very genuine i i enjoyed them all and i especially enjoyed just being able to go over them with all of you and no matter what time of year <laughs> it seems that I personally watch a Christmas special, I still feel those little warm fuzzies of the Christmas spirit in me. And that's what's important to me. And especially being able to share that with you guys, my friends, it's, I'm glad that we get to do this. Oh, me too. Really, really puts me in the spirit. This podcast has been one of my favorite things this year, and it has been a joy getting to do this with you guys week in, week out. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, it's been all right, isn't it? <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, I'm still trying. Yeah, I need that British dry humor. <laughs> That's what I bring to the podcast. Um, it has been a wonderful time. This silly little podcast that we put together, but the year isn't quite over yet. Yes. So, um, gonna we, we we've got we've got a still a little bit a little bit more of Christmas spirit or d- wintry spirit I guess we could call it for uh, what's coming next I think yes uh, in our next episode we're we're gonna keep it a little bit vague for you just so you can be expectant for it but just be ready for the twelve zones of Sonic <laughs> it's gonna be a very fun ride. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, that brings us to the the wrap up of our episode. I have been Rock the Jake, and you can find me at Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Rock the Jake. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Cyberlink420, and you can find me at Twitter and most of the socials at Falero. That's F A U L E R R O. We're gonna need some sleigh bells on that jingle. and i've been jeremy also known as game buddy and you can find me on twitter at great job jeremy and that's gr and the number eight and as always a very special thank you to amy waters for the use of our theme song from the album gotta go slow you can check out more of her work on youtube and bandcamp and you can also find her on instagram and uh twitter at amy waters uh definitely go check out her music it is spectacular amazing fantastic Amen to that. And of course, <laughs> please remember to, you know, rate us on your podcatcher of choice, share the episode around, share the podcast, you know, help us build our audience because we would love to get this into more people's ears. Please, it's Christmas. Do it for us for a present. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we. Uh, it's, all, it's all I want this year. It's all, please, uh, may I have this some ratings? of giving. Give us mm. some ratings, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but uh, we, uh, with the date of this episode, we hope that you have a wonderful holiday season, whatever you celebrate. And we hope that uh, this upcoming year treats you extremely well because this past year, as far as our podcast goes, has been treating us very well. Uh, so no, no, you can't you can't say it treats them extremely well. You have to say you have a blast. Oh yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. I hope you have I hope you have a Christmas blast, a Hanukkah blast, a Kwanzaa blast, a Festivus blast, and any other holiday blast that you celebrate because we respect you and we love you. <laughs> Whatever your holiday of choice is, I hope it. You hope you have a blast of it. Yes. right in your face. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds dangerous. <laughs> I am Rock the Jake. I'm Cyberlink. I'm Valero. And I'm Game Buddy. And the soup is cold and the salad is hot. How is this even possible? (laughs) (laughs) Happy holidays, everybody. Thank you for listening. Hard times. Happiest days of all. Hard times are gone. Well, that is the theme of this year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And we're not legally allowed to listen to it.